Welcome to Fantasy Basketball, PH. What is up, mga paps? Hello, hello. It's a great day to be a fantasy basketball fan today. You know why? Because our special guest, a surprise guest that we've been talking about for the past week, is actually here. He will be dropping by for like a couple of minutes just to say hi for the whole Filipino uh, fans, especially those who are playing fantasy basketball. So again, this is your fantasy papi. Papi Roy of Fantasy Basketball PH, your Filipino brand of fantasy basketball. So, what now? I was surprised because I just like uh, talked to him earlier and then he told me that, hey, let's do it now. So, let's see. Let's see if we can go- get to it indeed, right? <laughs> I-, I-, I hope you, all- you already know who our surprise guest is. But before that, uh, here in the show, we, we always do shout-outs. We, we don't even get anything uh, from it. But we also always uh, like uh, comment everything that is uh, doing well, especially in the industry of fantasy basketball. So one of our shout-outs here is uh, probably something that you already know. So I'm going to sh- imagine that, me shouting out for Basketball Monster and Locked on Fantasy Basketball. So if you want to follow our surprise guest for today, which I, I think you already know, who just uh, follow him at Twitter at redrock underscore bball. So again, that's redrock underscore bball. You can check uh, his projects, uh, projections and y- y- you can actually use the tools that he's been using for, for the longest time at basketballmonster.com. And in YouTube, if you want to like just uh, watch on his show and just don't follow me <laughs> anymore, it's, it's really fine because I'm also a super fan. So you can check it out at uh, Josh Light Fantasy Basketball at YouTube as well. So now, usually this dude always plays something, right? So let, let me just play something for him. I, I don't have like Michael Bolton. I don't have fancy stuff. But uh, in the past episodes, I usually play this one because uh, um, I think... Um, he is a fan of cartoons, specifically Family Guy. I'm gonna like, you know, check out if he knows this one. This is from Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. And we are gonna get swifty today. It's time to get swifty. Oh oh. He is quite smiling in the background. I'm uh, I, I'm gonna ask him once he's in. So. Without further ado, the great one. Let's hear out for Josh Lloyd. What's up? Hey, hey man, how are you? Hello, Josh. How's it going? Uh, I hope you don't mind you have your picture beside you. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's a pretty rough picture, but that's all right. It's right. People can see people see my head doing all sorts of weird stuff all over the place. Okay, so 
um, we've missed you. It, it's just a couple of days and, you know, uh, people are like clamoring for fantasy basketball. So uh, just a quick question. How's the, the all-star break for you? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good to get a couple of days off. Um, I'll probably record some stuff tomorrow, I'd say, just uh, in preparation for the games to return the day after. But just having a couple of days of not doing anything, is, uh, is it's pretty good. It's good to relax. Excellent. Uh, so just for the few people, uh, those people that don't deserve to play fantasy basketball, <laughs> joke, <laughs> those people that uh, doesn't know you yet, um uh me personally this is you're someone that like inspired me on how to do it especially the format because uh obviously i don't have anyone <laughs> i'm like a one-man team here so uh, i thought why not uh it, it maybe do something uh almost similar to what you do but with a filipino flavor right so uh we, we're, we're just uh, wondering how did this all started with the fantasy fantasy basketball thing the podcast and all basketball monster. Well, look, it, it started the same way. It was just me doing it myself. You know, I, I didn't start basketball monster. So I came on there yeah, a few years after they'd already started, you know, when they had an opening and I'd sort of established myself already after that. But yeah, me starting the podcast, it's, it's just me. It's just me sitting at home on the couch, talking into the laptop microphone really. And then you're yeah, just gradually improving and, and changing things as it goes along. But that was, you know, 2,100 episodes ago, eight years ago. Now, whatever when it was when when uh, when I started it, but um, yeah, it just started off really basic. Yeah, you know, really just me, just wanting to to get my get my thoughts out there and uh, get it in a way that I, I think could um, inform people, but also uh, also try and entertain people. And uh, I think I've I think I've done okay with that at that so far. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the flavor that you brought to the table is it's really cool because I mean you're you're incorporating your your personal stuff like the the the, the sounds you wanted to like play because <laughs> i think you're really fan of michael bolton i mean in the in the past episodes that i've i've watched you're you're actually singing man <laughs> what's uh, yeah, up yeah, with okay. that <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's getting, getting so, tired towards the end of the year well towards the, <laughs> towards the right. so um uh just also some quick questions you've also are uh like using some uh wrestling references so is there any uh wrestling uh personality that like it's, it's your favorite in particular well nowadays i don't, I, I wouldn't say yeah you know, i haven't really watched much recently um i'd say yeah, if we go back old school i was always a big yeah, bret hart fan um uh Ultimate Warrior, I enjoyed you know, when I was when I was a kid, but probably Bret Hart was always my favorite favorite guy. Nice, nice. Um, uh, you also like used several like cartoon reference. So, do you happen to know Rick and Morty? I think you're smiling back in the love you. I, I know it, but I I don't. I've never watched it, but I I know of it. I just uh, I appreciate the effort that you go to to to, to put in some cartoon songs. Yeah, because um, you've been using like uh, the gigi dish, gigi dish stuff by uh, oh, yeah. in Family Guy. I've got, so. I got my whole soundboard here really set up in front of me. And I say, yeah, that's a, that's a staple. That's been around for ages. That one. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, also uh, just a few questions that was thrown to me before is, um, how about uh, how's your leagues? I mean, how how many leagues do you have now, and how how are they doing? That's a good question. Um, I cut down a whole bunch of them this year because I just didn't have time. 
all right, yeah, I was in probably 12, 13 before this year. I, I cut them down. I think I'm in three now maybe um, just because you know, the, the time that is involved in, in doing the show and doing the projections and, and writing stuff for Yahoo and, and everything that goes into it, like managing a team. And obviously my priority, I, I want my priority to be on you're trying to provide information to others, right? So if you're you know, doing that priority, sometimes it, there's conflicted stuff. So I, I just cut a whole bunch of stuff out. So I think I'm in three leagues this year. I'm in the 30 deep one with a whole bunch of other fantasy analysts. I actually, I don't even know how I'm going in that one. I know I started out rough because Jimmy Butler was my second pick and Kyrie Irving was my first pick. So I missed you know, the first two weeks of the year or three weeks of the year were, were terrible because they weren't there. But I'm, I've, I'm coming home pretty strong at the moment. I'm just trying to have a look and see where we're actually where I actually stand in that league. So I honestly don't know. Uh, I was, and I was on, oh, there I'm almost back to 500 in that league. So I was down like second last to begin with. And now I'm sort of in the middle of the pack. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming up all right now uh, in that one. I'm coming first or second in the locked on podcast host league and the Rotor world one on maybe I don't know, ninth or 10th or something in that one, not doing so well there. Um, and I can't remember what else I'm in. I think there's got to be another league, but I don't really remember what else with other ones I'm in. Yeah, actually, I, I did like a reaction video for your uh, industry 30 team uh, deep league uh, just a few months ago. And when I, I, I saw your pick and uh, Jimmy Butler's lead, right? I, I remember that. I think uh, that's one of the value picks of the, the whole uh, draft during that yeah, time. Then he missed three weeks to begin the year, and so my team was like in real trouble. Um, yeah, I had a couple of rough <laughs> picks. Like Stephen Adams isn't going particularly well for me in that one but yeah having Kyrie and Butler miss you know the first you know, two out of the first four weeks or three out of the first four weeks of the year it was pretty hard to recover so I got I got belted in those ones yeah I think Matt Smith is one, one of the, the the ones that are like uh doing pretty well in that league uh, yeah he's I, he's fifth in our division nice nice so um without further ado let's Let's go to our topic for today. So this is something that uh, is is not usually seen in your show. So I I, I thought of like doing it. So um, I, last night I posted something about awards. So I, I thought of like a fantasy awards that we 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 don't usually see. So I, I thought of uh, putting some faces on uh, like top eight awards that I, I I can think of. So number one is. You in Big Chungus, <laughs> the MVP for uh, the, the the fantasy season. I, I think it's Jokic. Uh, this is my version, like right. So for for uh, the defense minister, the ones that uh, impacted the defense for at least the half of the season, I think it 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 could be Miles Turner, um, and then Rookie of the Year, uh, Lamelo Ball, um, waiver wire pickup. Uh, I, I had a hard time choosing one because. I'm, I was thinking uh, Uncle Thad Young or maybe Keldon, but I, I went with TJ just because I was swayed in his previous uh, triple-double. And then um, I have uh, Julius Randle for like the breakout season player, uh, Mike Conley with the bounce-back uh, player of the season, um, someone that really uh, was a sleeper uh, back in the draft day, I think, uh, one of it, or on top of the list, would be Jeremy Grant and the bust. So uh, I had a conversation earlier with uh, one of the our uh, fantasy basketball fan, where it should have been 
LMA or uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, but I, I just think that there's so, there are pretty uh, there are several instances, especially those do, that are punting uh, sort of free throws that went really high on Hassan Whiteside. So I, I thought of that. So uh, those are just like I'm just throwing some ideas here. Uh, in your end, at least in the so far in the season, uh, who are like the notable players that you you're on top of your mind? Oh, you know, what you, you've spoken about there, like you can't argue about those first three, you know, Jokic and, and Turner and Ball. There's no there's no argument there. Look, in terms of waiver wire guys, I think you could throw in uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Like he wasn't drafted in every draft. I think you can throw in to that mix, DeAndre Hunter as well. Uh, Kyle Anderson probably goes into that mix there too. Um, yeah, I'd say they're probably the, the other guys who are uh, around that area with, with TJ McConnell. Hard to go past Randall and Grant in those sections too. Yeah, Conley, fair enough. Yeah, I think he was a, always a really strong later round target and he's been really good outside of the uh, outside of the games that he's missed. I've also, you know, yeah, obviously Whiteside has been terrible and there was always the risk with him because he is terrible, but it was more like the risk of what is, what is the coach going to do with him? Um, and we didn't have any trust in Luke Walton doing the right thing there. So I think that you know, drafting him and expecting them to, marginalize Holmes's minutes and play Whiteside, I think was a fair enough expectation. It Obviously, they made the right choice, which again, is not something you're going to give the benefit of the doubt to for the Kings most of the time. So I don't think that's yeah, egregious. And you, obviously, you know, Aldridge, what can you do? Like, you can't expect someone to just become that bad overnight, really. That was a, a surprise. Maybe he gets better, but he just dropped off uh, completely so far. Nice, nice. So you, you, you also said like uh, the Andre Hunter, because in reality, I think the Andre Hunter should be like mentioned in the most improved players, right? Because uh, when yep. I, I went a look, have a look with the uh, Vegas ads, it's like more of uh, Julius Randle and Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood. But for me, it seems like it's not more of like the improvement. They, they had a great opportunity on what they have now. Probably Julius Randle is the ones that uh, could probably improve uh, a lot among those three. But the and the Andre Hunter went like from <laughs> no one drafted him or even in reality no one knew about him. We we, we all uh, like expected Cam Reddish or probably Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, catching fire in the in the first half of the season. But before he got injured, uh, the Andre Hunter was like really killing it. Uh, is the Andre Hunter one of the few fantasy players that surprised you this season? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, I wasn't overly impressed with him last year, but what he's done this year, I think he's, you know, two-point percentage has gone up 10 percentage points. And yeah, you don't expect a guy to... When I spoke to Hawks guys at the start of the year, they were like, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in this rotation. I think they're going to value Herder and Bogdanovich and Reddish and Gallinari and Collins all ahead of him. And I, they, they thought he might struggle for minutes. And instead, he came out and he played a lot of minutes. He started. And then his shooting numbers went through the roof and his usage went through the roof and all that stuff was a real big surprise. I, I, I couldn't have predicted that sort of stuff going on. I think if I had have predicted that him improving that, then you have to like, you know, really um, doubt every other projection because you're just pulling stuff out of nowhere. You're just saying, well, this guy all of a sudden is going to be significantly better than he was the year before. So how do you single one person out to be that guy that takes a, a step forward that really doesn't happen often at all and it's and it's very hard to do that and you just got to accept it okay someone's going to do that but you've got no idea who that's going to be yeah i agree uh but do you think he he could like sustain that uh performance once he's back um i'll I tell you why i have my doubts is because it's been what he's played 18 games so look, that's nothing that's a month of basketball so 
I I would be doubtful that he's a 64 true shooting guy. He's hitting, what, 61% of his twos? Like, I believe that he can be a 36% three-point shooter. Fine. There's no problem with that. He's hitting 88% from the line. He was not that good from the line last year, so I think there's room for to regress there. But shooting 60% from two, that's that's center numbers. Like Aiden hit 61%. Boucher hit 60%. You know, these are guys who play around the rim. Zion's at 62%. From the from the two point range, so that is where I just go. I, I can't see that sticking, but he's proved me wrong for eighteen games. I'm just not sure that it will stick as he comes back from injury. Yeah, yeah, I I would definitely agree on that. And so, another player that was really like getting a lot of steam early in the season was before he was uh, injured was CJ McCollum. And uh, do, do you also think that what he did was sustainable? Because the the snipes and the percentage are like pretty like uh something that he haven't done uh based on his historical stats right yeah exactly like he he played 13 games this year and what he'd played you know 300 games or whatever it was before that and yeah these 13 games dwarfed the 300 games so I'll you know, go back to look at those 300 games. So what he was doing, he was actually, before he was injured, his usage was higher than Damian Lillard. I'm pretty sure that's not going to continue. His uh, assist rate was like way up. They just put the ball in his hands a lot more than they did with Lillard. I think that Lillard, and this is this is something that just never gets talked about. Like Lillard hurt his knee in the bubble, right? and he was out towards the end with a knee issue. I think his knee wasn't right to begin the season. So they just lent on McCullum a lot more, and I, I don't think that they'll lean on him um, to that degree, and then there is the risk of that shooting dropping off. Like he was hitting forty-four percent of his threes, hitting almost five threes per game. Like that's not going to stick. It's not realistic for him to hit five threes per game as we move forward. Like that, he just won't do that. Like it, it just won't happen. So therefore, his threes drop off, the percentages will drop off. I think the assists will drop off. I think he, he tumbles a, a pretty significant amount when he comes back. Yeah, and, and actually, aside from Lillard, I was also thinking that uh, it has to do something with Nurk as well because Nurk wasn't. Like his himself, right before, and you, I, I was yeah. expecting that it's either Lillard or Nurk that uh, the the ball gets weighed uh, in terms of the the Portland system. So given that uh, Nurk wasn't working, I think CG Mike was like the one who stepped up, right? Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Like, because you know, before Nurkic um, was hurt the first time, and even last year in the bubble, he was the Blazers' clear second best player. Um, and yeah, he probably won't be this year because he's still got to, he's got to return from his own injury. But yeah, that CJ really had to step up with those guys battling their own injury problems. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to uh, my uh, brother Chris Panis for uh, one of the CJ Mac owners here that is really keen on uh, uh, like knowing what your thoughts about them. So um, this is just like uh, asking you what was like uh, the one of the regrets that you had. At so far in the season, maybe during drafting or a trade or like a waiver wire pickup. It's probably Nurkic. It's probably just the disappointment of how poor he looked to begin the year. Cause this, but this is not him. This is what the disappointing thing is. It's like you, you go out there or, or sorry, I go out there and yeah, have a million shows and say, look, I'm really excited about Nurkic. I think he's a top 20 ish sort of play. I take him at the start of the third round, the end of the second round. Um, he should be playing 30 minutes a night. He's that much better than everyone else on that roster except for Lillard. They need to play in these minutes. We saw them play in those minutes, and he was a top 10 player in the bubble. Small sample size, sure, but it wasn't anything outrageous that he was doing down there. So I went, all right, they've realized this. They've unlocked him. He's fine from his broken leg. And then I, I didn't you know, expect him to come back not being able to run. 
not being able to shoot anymore or finish at the rim and looking generally disinterested. I, got, I didn't predict that. So, you know, burnt a lot of early third and late second round picks on him, especially if I picked at one or two in that 24-25, I'd always grab him. And he was terrible before he got hurt and now he's hurt again. So uh, that, that was a problem for me. Yeah, so uh, later before we end the, the show, I, I'm I'll, I'll definitely going to ask you one of your say uh bold statements for for the season because me i'm gonna say it now uh one of something that i could predict because i own lots of dirk i'm gonna predict that he'll be coming back strong similar on what he did uh back in the bubble because uh remember they are saying that nurk is like uh, out of shape and he was like grieving for her grandmother so i was thinking maybe he could replicate what he did in the bubble because he had a lot of um, arrest uh, in, in in past week, so I was hoping. So that's gonna be my bold, bold prediction later. So uh, your bold prediction later is something that uh, we're gonna uh, wait on. But um, so we talked about your regret, but how about something that you felt really happy, like someone that you went against the flow of the public, which you usually does, any peak or any uh, move that you had? I don't know. That, that's hard to say because. Yeah, a lot of what I do and say and the people that I interact with, therefore, they hear what I do and say. So going against the public, it's not really something that, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't cover everyone who plays fantasy basketball. I'm not even close to it, but yeah, a decent portion of it do, do listen to what I what I say. But I did two, two podcasts, one as an Eastern Conference breakout flyer podcast and one as a Western Conference breakout podcast. And... Two of the guys, or well, the two guys that I highlighted as my like cover guys were Darius Garland uh, for the East, and I had Calden Johnson for the Spurs. So they were guys I like, just take him, just take him in the last round, um, and let's see where, where we go. So I was trying to get Darius Garland pretty much in every last round, um, or, or Calden Johnson, but normally I'd prioritize Garland, and I think that's worked out pretty well. Okay, here's the question, because um, during the draft, uh, at least in Yahoo leagues, especially in Nine Cat, Ozier and Garland are almost within the, like, uh, near each other during draft picks. Um, given how Rozier uh, had an impressive season so far, would you rather still pick Garland back during draft, or, like, would you Rozier? Or oh, oh, who, sorry? Uh, Terry Rozier versus Garland back in the draft picks, uh, because uh, a few months ago, they're, like, near during the drafts. Yeah, I think I think it has to be Rozier. Like he's been really impressive this year. He's what the thirty seventh ranked player so far this season. Um, Garland's not really near that. He's around eightieth or ninetieth spot. Yeah, I think it has to be Rozier. I don't think it's remotely close. Really, Rozier is just an elite shooter now, and I don't think we can argue that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so now um, let's talk about the future. Some some stashes because lots of uh, Filipino fans were asking about uh, your version of uh, target stashes and probably some, uh, some, some stash that are driven by trade rumors. So uh, given the, the comments that I had, lots of them are talking about KPJ, which actually you've been, uh, you've actually had an episode focusing on KPJ. And then uh, Blake Griffin, surprisingly, and then also uh, Hassan Whiteside, because, I mean, everyone really loved the, the stats that Whiteside gives, and given that he was a letdown this season, we are still, uh, at least uh, most of the Filipino fans are, like, there's small hope for Hassan Whiteside. Or is there? 
any hope? No, no, look, there's not. Look, I'm not a big I'm not a big player person for stashes. You know, the vast, vast majority of the time it's a waste. Um rumors are, are garbage the majority of the time. Like you it, it they just don't these rumors, oh Hassan Whitehead's gonna go to the Lakers. Oh, cool. Right. If he does, so is he going to play ahead of Marcus Hall? Is he going to play ahead of Montrez Harrell? Is he going to play ahead of Anthony Davis's minutes at center? And the answer to all three of those questions is no. Or even if he did play ahead of one of those guys, he might play he might play 10 minutes. He's not waltzing in and playing 30 minutes a night on the Lakers. He's not that good. He, and not, not that he's not that good. He's actually terrible. And he's worse than all of those guys by a pretty significant margin. So, yeah, there's, there's no there's no reason for it. Like, no one – any team could have had Hassan Whiteside at literally the minimum contract. No one did. And he's somehow worse than that minimum contract now. So, no, give it away. Blake Griffin, forget about it. Not interested at all. Maybe it works out and somehow he's good again. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. He's played 30-plus minutes the last two years and hasn't been a top 200 player. So now we expect him to go to a team where he is, at best, the fourth option. Like, at best. That's not in – you know, Joe Harris is a better offensive player at this point. Um, Griffin's value in Detroit when he was good was when he was basically playing like a point guard. Well, he's not going to do that because Harden's going to do it. And if Harden's not going to do it, Irving's not going to do it. Or, uh, Irving's going to do it. And if Irving doesn't do it, Durant's going to do it. So what do you want Griffin to be a 29% spot-up three-point shooter who plays 20 minutes a night and can't play back-to-back? So we are just basing this on a lot of past things, but also name value, and I think it's a waste with those guys. Porter, I think we are hyping up way too much, Um, way too much. For him to have value, I'm not saying not to add him, because if you want to just sit on someone and you like the excitement of him, by all means, and the Rockets maybe make a trade. Maybe they move Eric Gordon. Maybe they move Victor Oladipo. But they have to move one of them, because if they don't, there's no minutes for Porter and there's no ball handling opportunities for Porter because the Rockets aren't going to come in and just say, well, you're playing over Victor Oladipo or you're playing over John Wall or when you play next to John Wall, you're the primary option and Wall's going to sit in the corner. Like none of those things are going to happen. It requires two guys probably to be moved, you know, Oladipo and Gordon for him to come in and play big minutes. Even then he is, he has some issues with shooting percentages. I think people are putting a lot of faith in a guy that, hasn't really ever shown to be good. He flashes potential. And despite the Rockets being terrible, there are still a lot of players in his position there. And yes, they could trade them. So that's why you can hold for the next couple of weeks. But we really do have to, oh, look, he was playing point guard in the G League and look what he did. Yeah, but that's not just not going to happen for the Rockets. He's not going to have that role that he had in the G League. It just isn't going to happen. And if it does, then something actually catastrophic has changed with that team and Oladipo and Gordon and Wall have all either been out for, injured for the season or traded. And maybe that's a possibility. But if you're going to stash someone and draft someone and put all your hopes in on the base at three wildly low uh, probability events are going to happen, then good luck to you. Yeah, then you deserve that payoff. But it's really hard for me to get too excited. Again, you got two weeks for the trade deadline. Do it. Stash him, whatever. But people are ba- it's getting, t- I think, too excited and the hype is too much. In fact, if I had him, I'd be trying to trade him for a top 50 player because I, someone will buy it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, earlier, I was like, I wish I had the button here and click the what? <laughs> when, you went, when you went all gaga with <laughs> white side. Anyway. Um, uh, speaking of trades, Josh, um, before like we talk about the, the trade rumors that we have right now, um, did you did you have any trades in your leagues? We, we, we were wondering how do you like, do your trades? Do you have, do you, can you give us like sample maybe uh, this season or, or in the past season that you, you managed to pull out? 
literally haven't done a single trade this year. And that is a pretty common thing for me because as I mentioned a lot on the podcast is that the you know, vast majority of trades that you pull off, it's probably going to hurt your team because you draft guys specifically for certain builds on your squad. And a lot of the time people are trading for the sake of trading. They get overwhelmed by your current performance without looking at future performance. And I, and I think the vast majority of trades that you do will end up uh, hurting you hurting your squad. Unless there's someone that you're taking advantage of. And I don't play any leagues where there are people that are bad at fantasy. So I'm not out there, you know, hunting them out for trades. So in general, you know, most of the time people will throw you a trade and it's just going to end up bad for you. And it is, it is quite hard to pull it off. Um, but you've, you've got to find the person who's addicted to trading and try and attack it that way. But I have not done a single trade this year. Oh, okay. Because um, one of, I, I don't know if this goes to all or majority of the Filipino uh, fantasy players. Uh, something that I noticed that there are really lots of uh, us where in, at the moment the season started, they're like really um, compulsive in making their roster perfect. So every once in a while, someone will definitely like uh, give you a ask for a trade. And most of the time, they are like trash trades. You know, it's like they, they think you're like a three-year-old playing fantasy basketball because of their trade, trade proposal. So um, uh, it's, it's something that uh, could be definitely be improved, especially that we have Josh Lloyd now wherein we can learn how to like uh, draft, especially because most of the time those trades are driven by uh, having a bad draft. So when if you if you follow Josh and uh, like learn from him, we'll definitely improve, right? So um, probably one of the last things: um, uh, can you rate this top five? I mean, five injured players uh, on who would you rather like stash? So I have Larry Nance, uh, his uh, bro brother Kevin Love in in the Cavs, and then we have the Andre Hunter, uh, Dilo, Nurkic. Oh, let's make it six and call Anthony. Okay, easily Nurkic to me. It very, very easily. He is, yeah, if it comes together, and it probably won't, he's a top 20 player there. Uh, Nance, if Nance and Love are both healthy, then they just, they, they hurt each other. Like, we have to remember that the Cavs have always treated Larry Nance as a backup unless someone's hurt. And they're going to have Allen and Love play the four and the five, and they're going to have a Coro at the three. Nance is going to play 24 minutes. So, no. Cole Anthony, he's a back-end guy. D'Angelo Russell is not as good at his best as what Yusuf Nurkic is, and Nurkic is going to return. And, and I'd say Hunter is probably the second guy there, but I'd say he's probably a little bit further away. Uh, from you got Nance and Love, who could be back with him back. You might have Nurkic back in, in a week or so. Uh, Hunter might be t- probably three weeks away, might even be further. I'm always skeptical of, of guys coming back from knee surgery, and that's, that holds for Russell as well. So to me, clearly out of that group, Nurkic. Okay. Um, also, they're like um, the the Filipino fans are eager to know like your value rest of the season because there are lots of like uh, players that were on fire uh, early in the season and then went down and then went up. So on top of my mind is definitely Time Lord because if there's an award of the most added and dropped player, I think Time Lord would be uh, the, the the champion there. So. Um, uh, the rest of rest of the season for Time Lord. Uh, another one was Chris Boucher, uh, the the recently uh, like active player, which is Bogdan Bogdanovic. So 
Um, any like thoughts on what these three sort of like controversial players that uh, we had in the early season? Because Bogdan was like high, highly touted because of the trade and for because of the contract that he had, but he didn't like played well so much in the early uh, early part of the season. So Boucher, Bogdan Bogdanovic, and uh, Time Lord, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I think in terms of Boucher, I think he's just going to do what he's doing now. There's going to be inconsistency. The worry you have there is if they do bring in another center. So I don't think there's any hope of him getting better. Um, I think there's a, hope, a chance he gets worse, but he'll just be up and down. Robert Williams is a tough one. Um, he's going to be inconsistent each week. There's going to be games where he plays 15 minutes. There's games where he plays 25 minutes. And, and it's going to get harder when Marcus Smart comes back because it means they won't start Tyson Thompson together. So him getting to 25 minutes a night means that someone like Tice or someone like Thompson won't play. Now, they said that he's played 22 minutes or more in three of the last four games, Rob Williams. So that is encouraging. But again, it's no Marcus Smart. there, so And that doesn't sound like it has an impact, but it has a huge impact because that's 34 minutes that come out of the rotation and it doesn't come out of guard rotations because it just pushes everyone up a position. So there is that risk there um, with him, but I still think that that upside for him, like he's a what, 105th ranked player in 16 minutes a night, you know, that you can't really leave that to be uh, dealt with on the wire. And to me, Bogdanovich is not someone I was super keen on coming into the season just because of all the, just the, the amount of guys there. Yeah, the the Reddishes and and uh, Hunters and Herders and then Dunn, who we haven't even seen play yet. Um, and I just didn't think that his role would be big enough for him to really crack the top 100. And I don't really see that changing now. Nice, nice. And how about the superstars? Because um, people are like, Trading away Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, and uh, there was a time that CJ Mack as well. So, what are your thoughts about it? Is it something that uh, okay, as long as they get value, or are they like panicking too much? Uh, people panic too much all the time. If people are, are, are panic, you know, panicking here that you know Carl Anthony Towns is just never going to play again, uh, the Wolves aren't going to play. And to me, that's just highly overrated. Look, unless your league is going into May, which it never should. Um, that's when players sit down. Like, I, I just do not think that they're just going to stop playing Towns in March. Um, Davis, he'll be back. What, he's got like a week or so to go until he returns. He wasn't great to begin the year. Like He wasn't at his best. Nowhere near it. 22nd ranked player. It's, it's not good enough for where he was drafted. But he has got, obviously, clearly the talent to be better than that. So it might be a slow situation. But I'm not, I'm not just... Because, again, trading these guys away, especially if you, know, you are... The, all the general consensus is that people are panicking. You're getting no value back. Yeah, Towns is a top four or five player, I think, rest of the season here. So if you trade him away, you're not getting that back. You're not getting Jokic, Embiid, Harden, Curry back. You're not getting those guys back um, for the fear of something that probably doesn't happen. I, I, I just don't think it's the... I don't think it's the right move most of the time. Okay, great. Um, uh, one of the, the last thing that I want to tell you, Josh, because I, I, I think... I heard in the in your past episodes that you used to be a Chicago Bulls fan, right? So yep. um, trade rumors. Um, I, I'm not sure if you're still a Chicago Bulls fan. So I think you're like a fan of NBA itself <laughs> rather than a specific team. Um, me, I'm a Spurs fan. So um, early this season, I was like, I, I did a, a comment that I wish Vooch goes to Spurs because it's like a perfect fit. But um, apparently, it's in their trade rumors. So I'm really hyped. But uh, usually. Uh, unless, like what you've said, uh, most of the time, unless it was tweeted by Wodge or Shams, it's it's probably a, like uh, it's gonna be dead because of the mainstream uh, hype. 
But um, which like trade rumors do you are, are do you like do you like or are you excited with or just in case you wanted to someone to be, to get traded, who is that? Uh, I literally have no interest in trade rumors at all because again, the stuff that comes through is garbage the majority of the time. Um, look, if, yeah, at least ninety percent of the time, what will get reported or thrown around, and it gets you got to watch where it comes from as well. Like, yeah, you know, Shams has these pieces that he puts out. I don't know what they're called, inside pass or something that he puts out every couple of weeks. And you get some interesting information there, but it, it doesn't mean anything the majority of the time of these players looking at the Celtics want Vooch. Oh, that's cool. They, they can't get it. Like, that, 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 no worries. They, they, you know, they want Jeremy Grant. Awesome. So do I. But no, you're not getting him. So I think we need to be really careful. And people making a ton of fantasy moves based on, again, based on trade rumors, you're going to screw your team. It, it's you, you might hit one of them, but you'll miss seven of them. And that's not a winning formula. So I, I I don't care about trade rumors at all. I listen to them because then it gives me more of an idea of how other people react. And then you can look at you know, buying and selling based on other people's overreaction, perhaps. Um, but I, I don't I don't think any of them are going to happen in general. Um, in terms of you know what players do I think need a trade or you know, it'd be good for them to, to get a trade, that, that's hard to say. Um, I'm trying to think of someone. Yeah, I think John Collins would be one who'd be really interesting to see if he got dealt anywhere because we know that you know, he is being sort of a bit nuked or a bit nerfed in Atlanta. So there is real value for him um, if he was to get moved. Now, I think there is a possibility of that, but it could go the other way. He could go to a really good team and his value goes even further lower. And that's the risk with all these guys. But he's probably the one interesting or the major interesting guy that They'll be uh, keen on. And I think another guy who who is a chance to get traded is Larry Markinen, but I think his value would drop if he got traded. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, John Collins uh, is gaining a lot of interest around the league. So um, before we end this episode, because we, we, we can't have Josh like the whole day, guys. So uh, I'll be selfish on this because I have like a couple of things that I wanted to ask you or tell to you. So number one, who do you got? Tony Snell or Hassan Whiteside? <laughs> um, uh, for what? What, 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 are, what do I want to do? Just, um, it, it, just in general, just a general question, Josh. Probably Tony uh, Snell. At least Tony Snell's a bad. Like he, he just does what he does. He hit threes and that's it. I don't know what Whiteside does. It's good. Because <laughs> I was gonna ask if, uh, if, if you're gonna have a brick house. Which player do you want it to get built? Is it Devontae Graham, Dylan Brooks? <laughs> do you want, me, do you want them to build your brick house? No, nah, it's Devontae Graham for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, another question uh, would be, um, uh, this is something in, on behalf of the Filipino fans and the whole Philippines. So there was an incident with the Australian team, right? And the Philippine team way back, I guess, in FIBA. So uh, we, especially me, on behalf of them, uh, we're like, uh, that's not the best moment that we have in basketball. Uh, we are really uh, giving uh, deep apologies to you <laughs> on behalf of the Australian national teams. But uh, we are really keen on what was your initial reaction? Um, I'm trying to think. It was a few years back now. Um, it was pretty rough to, to see. It, it, just didn't, it just didn't look right at all. And uh, yeah, it's, things got a little bit uh, a little bit heated in that game, obviously, and uh, you know the, the tensions. Yeah, I think the Australian guys were pretty keen to to play them again, but I, I think we've played again since then. But I don't think anything happened in that scenario. That was uh, it was it was it was pretty bad to watch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, 
uh, I hope uh, it's something that you can erase in your memory. And I hope you, you'll embrace us, the Filipino community, uh, especially in your uh, fantasy basketball uh, industry. So now, um, I'm gonna give you the floor to like uh, tell something to the Filipino uh, fantasy basketball fans. If you want to promote something or whatnot, uh, I'm giving the floor, Josh. Well, guys, if you just want to find out what I do, you can just search Josh Lloyd uh, Fantasy Basketball on YouTube. You can find the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast wherever you find bod- uh, podcasts, and you go to basketballmonster.com, and you can see the stuff that I do over there. I think that's uh, it's all pretty straightforward, or you can just go to my Twitter uh, account, at redrock underscore b-ball, and find me there if you haven't heard of me already. So go and check that out there. Excellent. So... Um, I'm, I'm super hyped and I'm super happy that uh, you, you, you gave me a chance to like uh, guest you in this podcast. So thank you so much, Josh. Uh, the last thing that I'm going to ask you, can you like just say um, welcome to Fantasy Basketball PH? Because maybe I'm going to record that and make you my John Bolton. Would that be okay? <laughs> no, no worries. So, all right, let's, let's go. Um, welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Basketball PH podcast. Enjoy the show. Yeah, what's up with that? That's like my, my, my birthday gift and my Christmas gift uh, in bundle. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, uh, guys, again, um, if, if you're really eager to like learn more, more about fantasy basketball, um, check out uh, Josh's pro- projection in uh, Basketball Monster as well because they, they have indeed tools that you can use and... Uh, by just using them, you'll definitely like improve your game and learn a lot of it. And of course, uh, Josh is super generous that he also have podcasts. He does Q&A and everything under the sun on fantasy basketball. So uh, I do encourage you to support that. And support me as well. <laughs> the moment you're like done with Josh, just uh, uh, like go through, through our page here. Because we're like uh, fantasy basketball page. Its goal is like, to create a medium or to create a place for fantasy basketball fans to have somewhere to like tell comments, tell your like rants or ask something. So uh, that's the, the goal of this page and this uh, podcast. Okay. So thank you so much, Joyce. Josh, uh, let me just uh, tell a few things. Uh, I hope you like this episode. Uh, kindly like, subscribe, follow, share, and comment. Uh, I hope you have some criticisms to, for us to improve. So we're really, really, really welcome that. Uh, we're available at YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher as well. But unlike Josh, I'm doing it like uh, on, almost just once a week. So uh, I hope uh, you still support, uh, support me. And um, yeah, uh, thank you so much, Josh. And I hope this was uh, the best episode ever here in pa- Fantasy Basketball PH. Mga paps, maraming maraming salamat. This is your Fantasy Papi. Thank you so much. And again... Let's get to it, indeed. Bye, Josh. Uh, can you just like wait for me in the lobby for a moment? Let me just finish this with this sound.